Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to help you become a more productive version of yourself. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how you can become more productive. Get on the seven-day productivity challenge for free by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Today in the show, It's life coach and leadership consultant, William Gay. We're going to talk about how you can become a better you, even in this time of our lives, dealing with the coronavirus, COVID-19. So grab something to write with, grab something to write on, and let's get to it. William, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I am standing. I'm so thankful that you're on the show because I've been talking to a lot of cool people. And so I'm just saying it up front so you don't let me down. <laughs> I was going to say, so I'm a cool one. This, this, no pressure here, right? Well, you're cool right now. We'll have to see what happens by the end of the show. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll leave judgment till the end. That's always wise. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So before we get started, uh, why don't you take about 20 seconds and tell the audience who you are and what you do? Well, uh, as you mentioned, my name is William Gay. I'm a leadership consultant and life coach, and uh, I I love transforming people's lives in any way that I can because I've had my own life transformed through uh, various uh, challenges. Hmm. Haven't we all? If you don't think you have, uh, you better take a look at what you've done in the past because everyone's gone through transformations. Now, I like one of the things that, uh, listener, a little inside baseball here. When I send uh, an invite for someone to be on my show, I ask them this question. Your area expertise is what? What is one topic you feel you're an expert at? And William answered life. So... Very short and to the point. So he's an expert on life. So everything you want to know about living a successful life, you're going to find out in our time together with William. Exactly. (laughs) No pressure whatsoever, William. None. No, that's okay. (laughs) So we're living through a very trying time. Um, Most people are going to listen to the show in the next couple of days after it's released. And, you know, this COVID-19 is around. I don't know why it's called COVID-19. It's be called COVID-20. I don't know. I guess that's when it came out in China last year. People are quarantined. Of course, the sports leagues are shut down. The Disney I want to know World. what happened to Corona. Corona was much more appealing. Yeah, I know. And then we just... We're just renaming this thing all the time, but it's amazing that everything is shut down. I mean, I cannot believe as a Disney World uh, fanatic, it's been shut down for a week and a half. Of course, you know, SeaWorld shut down and Universal, everything's shut down. And I saw something not too long ago, maybe about last week, someone posted something on one of the social media platforms, say back in the, you know, World War II age or Vietnam age, there's a, you know, oh, Imo Jima, that's what it was. They said, uh-huh. you know, we were told, hey, fight for your country. Now they're saying, hey, stay home on the couch and binge watch Netflix. That's how you can serve your country, which is kind of weird. Times change. It keeps life interesting. It it does. And so how have you been personally coping with this uh, uh, coronavirus we're dealing with? Well, so that's the brilliant part of being an introvert. For me, this is just normal life. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, stay at home. I, I stay at home all the time, anyways. I don't, I don't go to clubs and I don't go to, uh, you know, bars and, you know, I don't go out to dinner. I cook all my own food. So I'm like, this is, these stay at home orders don't really affect me because I do all my business from home. I'm right with you. And I live out in the country. So, uh, you know, I'm on four acres and I rarely see cars anyways. So (laughs) really life hasn't changed much. That's, that's too funny. But what would you say to people who are living in one of the hotspots or are dealing with, you know, the, the overage, the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The crowding, the, the insane chaos that's happening in the hospitals, like in New York City and New Jersey and California and Washington State. I mean, these people, they may not be sick, but let's face it. If you're dealing with an area with a lot of this stuff going on, it's going to affect you inside. It's going to affect your mental uh, capacity. It's going to affect your wellness. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Absolutely. And it's an amazing point that you bring up. I was talking to some clients about this over the last few days. And the thing to remember is to go back to the diary of Anne Frank, to go back to the the prisoners of war during Vietnam and uh, the Hanoi Hilton and all of the those extreme situations. And how did they get through those, but not only get through it, but transform their own lives to, to use those uh you know, as just amazing uh, examples of of how they, you know, became the amazing people that they became. And uh, it really comes down to uh, continuing to learn, always striving to do more, you know, within the framework. I mean, just because you're at home doesn't mean you can't do push-ups or sit-ups, if you're that type of person, you know, but you can always uh, watch videos, uh, educational stuff. Listen to podcasts like you have. Um, I just sent out a a group message to some people saying uh, there's an author I really like and speaker. His name is Chris Voss, and he's an ex-FBI negotiator. And I said, as leaders, here is an opportunity to take the time that you might not have and learn tools and techniques to be a stronger leader. But you can do that in whatever your profession is and just be a better person. I agree. And one of the my biggest fears I have is people have been saying for so long, man, I don't have time to take that course. Or I bought this course a year ago and never got into it. Or I don't have time to learn this new skill. Now they've got the time. And my biggest fear is we're going to come through the other side of this and people are going to go, oh, crap, all I did is binge watch the news and Netflix for the last four months, three months, whatever the case may be. And I am no further ahead. Oh, actually, I'm behind now because everybody else was doing the stuff during during the, the coronavirus. And that's my biggest fear is people are literally, they're staying up all night, they're sleeping until noon, they're watching the news all the time, every station, every they're watching, they're listening to all the coronavirus podcasts, and all they're doing is filling their heads with all this negativity. Yes, coronavirus is real, but if you look at the big thought leaders, Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard and, and Mark Cuban and Damon John, they're not obsessing over the news. I, I've been telling people, stay informed, but not obsessed. And I'm trying to get that message out to people because if all you're going to do is obsess with all the talking heads on social media, you're going to come out this other end wishing you got the COVID-19 because you're going to feel better if you had the COVID-19 because you can get over that. But if your mindset turns into a negativity mush, you're going to be worse off, I believe. Well, I I think you're right. But the other part of the the thing to understand is simply that 
there is a reason that we have the expression one percenters or five percenters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the people that, whether it's the COVID virus, whether it's a football game, there's always something to distract us from the things that we say we want. And yes. so what are you doing to focus on the things that you say you want? Are you really focused on those things? And the virus is just the latest in excuses that when it comes back, there's going to be people, it doesn't matter that we lost 8,000 points in the stock market. There's going to be people that come back 10 times richer because they've used this as an opportunity to invest, to, to learn, to grow. And there's the people that are going to come out of this going, yeah, I'm behind the eight ball and I should have been doing, but you should have been doing those things regardless. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the like, the, it's like they, say, they tell people you should wash your hands. And I'm like, right. uh, you should have been doing that anyway. So this is not a earth-shattering medical suggestion. We should be washing our hands anyway. So I'm just amazed when people go, oh, I should wash my hands. Uh, yes, you should wash your hands. But, you know, you're right. You said something very key. You talked about excuses. And people say, well, I can't do this because I have a college degree. Then you get the college degree. Well, I can't do it because I got to look for a job. Then you get the job. Well, I can't do it because I'm the bottom line. You know, it's excuse after excuse after excuse. And the people who are high performers, like you said, the one percenter, the five percenter. These are people saying, "Look, I don't make excuses. What do I need to do? How can I learn that skill so I can do that thing?" And they go out and do it. And they may not be doing it perfect in the beginning, but they're doing it. They're not dwelling in excuses. I love how Gary Vaynerchuk talks about so many people are dwellers and not doers. We need to flip that. More people need to be doers. You're not going to get it perfect, but start doing and stop dwelling. And I agree with you, but I've got to slightly disagree with you. I I keep seeing people that post on Facebook and this sort of thing that how important the stalkers are and the the people on the front lines and how unimportant the billionaires billionaires and CEOs are. And it, it takes everyone. And part of the thing about life is understanding who you are. So that if you are a doer, that's fantastic. We need those. But if you're just a thinker and you're doing that, we need those two. Both are important. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to be happy in life, you got to own whoever it is. Once you own who you are, then you have that opportunity to step it up and go out and do something. But if you just, you know, keep dreaming and giving excuses, well, you're not owning yourself. You're, you're just giving excuses, just like you said. Now, when I say dwellers, I don't mean thinkers. I mean people who are dwelling in front of their TV, crying over spilt milk, how everything shut down, they got laid off, or the cruise industry shut down. That's what I mean by dwellers. I don't mean people who are thinking that, because obviously if you're a scientist, you have to think, okay, how can we conquer this disease? And sometimes you just have to think there and go, okay, how can I do this? All this knowledge I've learned. That's not what I'm talking about dwelling. I'm talking about the people who are the Eeyores of the world from Winnie the Pooh. They're they're well Uh is me. Oh, I can't go to the club. You're dwelling on the problem. Okay. You're not trying to be a, a, a solution. Maybe you can make masks to people in your area for law enforcement or something like that. That's what I mean by dwellers. I'm with you. I, I agree. But I'm, I'm suggesting that those people are just as important because they make the doers think and, and do even more. Hmm. Interesting. That we need both. You, you can't have one without the other. You can't have a, a, a Kroger without a CEO. True. That it's brilliant, you know, that the, the people or the cash register people are there. and the st- I mean, we need those people, absolutely. 
but you also need management. You also need the CEO. You need the billionaire that's going to take those billions and reinvest it. You can't have one without the other. Hmm. Well, let me ask you, you've been doing this consulting thing and life coaching and leadership for over 30 years. What are some of the things as you look back over the last 30 years that you have been working in this industry? What are some of the things that really amazed you? Some of the lessons you may have learned or some of the big mistakes you've seen people learn. What what are those big lessons you've learned over the past 30 years? Now, the biggest lesson really comes down to what I was uh, talking about earlier, and that's just not owning who you are and owning what you're up to that, uh, you know, if, if you are Eeyore, okay, I I've known people like that. Uh, and it is what it is, but if you own that, that's great. And you can use that to your power. The, the biggest thing that I've seen over the years is people that stop that they, they, they don't want to acknowledge who they are. Mm-hmm. And acknowledge that people around them are different than who they are. They expect everyone to be the same. And we're not. And the, the, it doesn't matter whether we, we go back to uh, the 90s and, and every decade has its fad of self-awareness and coaching. Uh, but it's all, it, it all comes down to who are you and what are you going after? So let me play the devil's advocate here. Let's say someone's listening to our show and they go, okay, uh, William, I get that. I hear Uh what you're saying, but how do I own who I am or what I do or what I'm going after? Give me something I can grab onto. I love that. That's, that is a brilliant question. And there's a million different ways. One of the ways is by listening to podcasts and, and bringing out your awareness. Another way, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Chris Voss and, uh, his specialty is negotiation, but believe it or not, we're negotiating with ourselves all the time. So by listening to something about negotiation and communication, you're going to learn who you are. And really it always comes down to go look in a mirror. If you don't like what you see, change it. (laughs) It's when you focus on everything else around you again, whether it's the virus, whether it's the football game, whether, whether it's what the Cardassians are doing. And those, there's nothing negative here. I, I, I don't mean negative by any of these things. Even the virus, again, has positive possibilities to it. But when you distract yourself that much, when those are your excuses, well, it's the old famous, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. Mm. And that just, where are you? Well, you're, you're exactly where you started because you haven't done anything different. And to do something different, number one, go look in a mirror. Most people look in the mirror. If it's a woman, they're putting their makeup on. Guys are shaving. But are they really seeing themselves? No. They just do what they got to do and they move on. Hmm. And as we get angry with other people, again, the odds are <laughs> you just go look in that mirror. Before we start blaming others, you know, it's, it's, well, why are you blaming others? The odds are you brought it upon yourself. You know, very interesting point that a lot of people are, you know, I've heard people say to me and I've seen them, you know, spout on social media. Well, you know, I am not a rich person, so I can't afford to 
go get a book. I'm like, well, there's still libraries around. If Tony <laughs> Robbins says it's not a question of resources, it's a question of resourcefulness. If you want to learn a skill, I don't care what the skill is. You got to have a, a determination that I'm going to learn that skill. One of the things I learned several years ago is when I looked at high performers, they spend a lot of time reading. And I yep. said, I remember saying to myself, isn't it interesting that people like Mark Cuban and Brendan Burchard and Tony Robbins and all these high performers, they read a lot and they make a lot of money. I'm like, maybe there's a correlation. So I now make it a priority to read at least 60 minutes a day. And sometimes I read a book in my industry. And sometimes a lot of times I read a book outside my industry because I always want to learn new things. And folks, you're not going to learn something new really on social media. You need to go get a book or take a course or take a webinar. Something's going to take more of your time and really go all in on this. I mean, how many people listening to this show have bought a course they paid for the course and never even started the course. Well, it's not going to make you smarter by you purchasing it. It's actually doing the work. And and so if you don't have money, there's ways you can learn stuff. You can go to this website called google.com and say, how do I, whatever you want to learn. It's the information's there, but you got to put forth the effort. That's the, But that's the nail on the head right there is that the vast majority of people and and bless their hearts. I, I we we need people that that don't want to. You know, if everyone was a high achiever, what's a high achiever anymore? We need everyone. But for those that are that that want to really step out and do something amazing, to be a Steve Jobs, a Walt Disney, yeah, you got to be that doer. You got to be constantly learning. I love Walt Disney. I'm old school. I mm. love everything he did. But exactly, while he may not have been learning or reading, he was always looking for what's the next new thing and how to make a cartoon or sound or color. He was always looking for that next great thing, which is, I think we could say that about a Steve Jobs. Mm. I think we can say that about, oh, I always get his name wrong. The Tesla gentleman who started Tesla. He's Elon Musk. For, yes, Musk. Um you know, we look at uh, whether you love him or hate him, I don't care. We look at a Donald Trump in real estate. He was always looking for the next deal. So if you want to succeed absolutely positively, you need to do something to step up and do it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, something crazy. It could be like now that you're stuck at home, as you said taking courses, reading books, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts. Now in, in today's with, with all the internet stuff, it's brilliant all the different ways that we can learn and experience new things. I'm old enough to remember when you got a course, you used to get the DVDs or CDs in the mail. Now everything's online. So if you have an internet connection, you can go literally after you listen to this podcast, you can go find a course of something you want to learn, give them your credit card and you get instant access. So I, I think that the, the entry level to taking where you want to go the next level is lower today than it's ever been. And then you can start being part of the solution instead of the part of the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, the, the point is, and I always come back to it, uh, working with individuals and companies, it's all on you as to what you want to accomplish. Not everyone wants to be the next Steve Jobs, and mm. that's okay. Yes. That is completely okay. But if that's your goal, yeah, get off your duff and you got to go do something. I agree 100%. And so. <laughs> what I want to encourage people to do 
is I'm a big fan of lists. And I think during this time where we're all quarantined is if you're not sure what you want to do, go get an old fashioned notebook or sheet of paper and a pen and go someplace quiet in your house and just say, okay, I'm going to write down everything I'm really passionate about or I really enjoy. Because as you start writing with your handwriting, with your pen on paper, instead of using something electronic, you're going to start getting these ideas. And Wow. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, I could do this. And you're going to start seeing everything come to live, come alive on the page. But if you just keep it in your head, well, then we kind of like those are the same people go. I don't watch that much TV every week. But if I tell them to track it. Now it becomes real because now they're taken out of their head. And so I want people to take these ideas out of their head and I want them to put it on paper because when you see it in your own handwriting, now it's going to stir up some ideas. That's absolutely. Absolutely. And, and whether that's a piece of paper, maybe it's the notes, you know, feature on your phone or, or computer, or a Word document, you know, blank something, but absolutely doing something is the key. It's the, it's the, the analysis paralysis or not even an analyzing. It's just, well, I don't feel that I can do this. Or as you said, I mean, people with degrees, uh, again, we go back to Walt Disney. He didn't have a degree. Steve jobs doesn't have a degree. Bill mm-hmm. Gates doesn't have a degree. Yep. Neither is you Mark know? Zuckerberg. He dropped out of Harvard. So all these people <laughs> had an idea, had a calling, and they said they didn't go, well, I'm going to wait till I graduate or I'm going to wait till this thing happens. They said, you know what? I'm going to follow this path right now. And what if Walt Disney didn't? Maybe we'd be going, hey, I can't. I just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going to go? I'm going to Struchesky World. That would be really weird. But what if Walt Disney World, what if Walt Disney said, eh, I'm not feeling that I, I, I got rejected because people don't understand how many times Walt Disney was rejected. Tim Ferriss, his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, one of the biggest selling books today, was rejected 37 times. How do you think those 37 rejection people feel now? Oprah Winfrey was rejected. I mean, Tony Robbins was rejected. People look at them now and go, oh my gosh, look at Oprah. She's huge. Um, she wasn't the Harry in the Potter beginning. author who lived in her car. Exactly. But we see the end results. My point, we see the end result. We don't see all the rejections and all the, the no's and all you're never going to be mount to anything. And they persevered through it where most people, they stop at the first rejection. Oh, I'm not cut out for this. No, maybe it's just the universe or the world saying, Hey, listen, I want to see how serious you are. So go exactly. ahead and push that door. But most people go, Oh, there's, there's something blocking my way. It's a little stick on the road. You can step over it and they make excuses. Well, that's, do, do you see an obstacle course in front of you that's going to make you stronger and better? Or do you see an obstacle course in front of you and go, there's an obstacle course. I'm just going to keep to my hourly job. <laughs> you know, it's all good. You can do whatever you're going to do. But if you're one of those people that are listening to this and they want to succeed and they want to step up, they go, obstacle course, bring it on. I may be slow as molasses. But bring it on because it's going to make me stronger to get to the next thing, whatever that happens to be. 100%. And, and if you look at, if you ever watch the documentary about boot camp, how these, these, uh, military go through boot camp, the obstacle camp, of course, is not simple. It's not like you just walk from here three feet, you're done. It's, it's meant to stretch you. And so if you're coming to an obstacle, one of my, uh, I love my aunt. She has a saying, when you come to an obstacle, you can improvise, adapt, or overcome. Okay. So maybe, If you got it too easy, whatever you're pursuing, if you got it too easy, 
maybe you wouldn't learn from it. Maybe you wouldn't appreciate it. So there's a reason why there's obstacle courses in life because life wants to make sure that you are ready for it. And if, if, if success was easy for everybody, well, everyone would do it. And I don't think anyone would appreciate it. And that's why you look at the one percenters who are really successful. They're willing to put in the work to get to that next level. And listener, I have a question for you. What are you willing to do to get to that next level? And that's, that is the question that that's the go look in the mirror and say, what am I willing to do to get to the next level? And only you can answer that. hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) Well, before we wrap up, William, I want to ask you this. Is there anything that you wanted to share with the audience that we haven't talked about today? Not too much. The, The key is to own who you are. And to keep moving forward. Hmm. And out of that, you're going to have a life that you enjoy. You're going to have relationships that you enjoy, families that you enjoy, uh, and just a a great life. The problem comes up when you stop. When you come up with the excuses, you know, I can't have a great relationship because my partner is XYZ. I can't get where I want in, in the world because I don't have the degree or whatever. It's not the right degree. All of that is BS. It's all malarkey. And the reality is, and this is just life, this is reality. As human beings, we are always going to do what hurts least and feels best. Mm. So if, you, if you're not willing to say, or you go, you look in the mirror and you say, well, I can't do this because of X. Well, obviously X hurts more than actually going after what you believe in. I think Tony Robbins said, you will not move until the pain of staying is greater than the pain of leaving. And so we may see something, oh, it'd be so great if I can have that. But you know what? I'm not really in too much pain yet. Even though you want that other thing, you won't move until it gets to be too painful right now. So just think about that's that. That's exactly it. That then that's exactly what I'm saying. And Robbins is a master at that. And uh, again, there's so many great people out there. There's people that want to help you. There really are lots of people that want to help you succeed. Are you smart enough then to say, well, if I want to succeed, I need help. Mm. And you're going to go out and find it. If yeah. you do that, you're going to, I mean, because uh, digressing slightly, nobody has succeeded on their own. There's always people around to help them. Yep. You know, Einstein didn't succeed on his own. I mean, nobody succeeds on, you always have to have help. So if you're smart enough to go, ah, I want to succeed. I need to get help. Brilliant. I mean, that, that is so much of the challenge that uh, I can't commend the person enough for realizing that and stepping up and going after their dreams. That's wonderful. Excellent. Final question for you, sir, is where can we find you online? The easiest way is uh, YouTube or Facebook to check out uh, Empowering Life. Just go to Empowering Life and you're going to see a whole bunch of videos or Facebook and you can message me. And uh, I love working with people that are up for the challenge, that that want to succeed and uh, need that coach to step in and help them. Excellent. Well, William, thank you so much for being on the show today. You gave us a lot to think about and I want to thank you for your time and I hope you and your family stay safe. Thank you. You as well. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com and sign up for the free seven day 
productivity challenge. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, it would mean the world to me. And I mean the world because when you subscribe, then I get exposed to more people and I can help more people. So please subscribe. And then if you want to take it even further, tell two or three of your friends or colleagues about the show. That way I can help even more people. So thank you so much for doing that. Don't forget, if you want to contact me, go to MrProductivity.com or find me on social media. And until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.